The opinions expressed on the ACB Media Network are those of the content providers and should not be viewed as an endorsement of any product or service. Nor does it reflect the views of the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Let's Talk Mac for a January. Did I, I was about to say February, January nineteenth, two thousand and twenty-three. My name is Herbie Allen, and. Uh, uh, for those of you listening on ACB Media, yes, you got the Jaws presentation earlier, and now we're going to talk Mac, my favorite. And today, I realized that this uh, presentation might be a little bit more of one of the boring ones, but uh, I'm going to try it anyway, as I am going to talk to you all about how to get acquainted with your Mac a little bit. And what I'm going to do is try to explain the keyboards. And I'll talk about why I say keyboards in a second, as well as go over some of the basic voiceover commands that you can apply almost anywhere. And we'll just see how far we go. Along the way, I will talk about concepts that will, if you have a Windows background, that you will understand as well. So, um, because I do try to make this uh, relatable to everybody. First of all, just uh, some uh, real b brief uh, Mac news. They have come out with new A participant Mac has enabled closed captioning. Close. Who can see this transcript? Recording on. Press CMD plus to open pop-up. All right. So as you heard, we now have closed captioning enabled. Yay. For the Zoom side. Okay. So, um... How this works is, um, what was I going to say? Okay, Mac Minis. They've come out with the M2 Mac Mini and the M2 Mac Mini Pro this uh, last Tuesday. And it's it's nothing terribly exciting other than the fact that you know, you've got some Mac Minis that are a lot faster, a little bit faster anyway. And I'm hearing some background noise, so um, make sure that you are muted, everybody. And... Um, that being said, it'd still outperform this Mac that I currently have, I think. But it, it, mine is still a pretty good machine. But uh, you know, um, I, I'm always interested in these uh, newer Macs to see what uh, they can and can't do. But I keep hearing some interesting stories about these M1 processors, and one thing that I'm starting to really get the impression of is just sometimes they don't play nice with loopback compared to my Intel model. So maybe I do want to hang on to my Intel model for as long as I can because it's, you know, definitely seems to be a solidly uh, built machine, but uh, I digress. All right, so let's talk now about keyboards. So on a standard Mac keyboard, you're of course going to have your standard QWERTY keyboard with your letters and all that. But the bottom row is going to be slightly different than your older style keyboards. And I think, well, I know, in fact, that a lot of Windows laptops are made this way as well. And so I really found this annoying on the uh, Windows side. Laptop, the Mac is not so much, but um, what you've got is on a standard laptop keyboard or a small sized Apple keyboard, you will have your a function key to the left followed by control option and the, then command 
space command option and a another control key so if you are thinking if you're a windows user this also boils down to they're not exactly the same when it, we get past control because uh, option is, uh, but you've got your control key on Windows, you'd have your start menu key, that is where your option key is on the Mac. And then you have your command key, which is a lot like your alt key. I'd say they almost work the same. So just keep that in mind if you were coming from that background. The tricky thing, and I really get to, it's really hard to describe those because if, your Mac has what is called the butterfly keyboard. I find at least those keys are really hard to feel because uh, you do have the keys. Let's see if I look at this keyboard over here. Um, you've got to, to find like your page up and page down keys. And okay, and I'm using keyboard help here to find these keys. So I am really not a big fan of the internal keyboard, but what you do have to modify your function keys are your home and end keys. And But I am a bigger fan of the Apple Magic keyboard. And you can use any Bluetooth keyboard with your Mac, but I really love the Apple Magic full-sized keyboard. And there's a reason why. One, it is your old style keyboard. And what do I mean by old style? Well, it doesn't have a function key on the bottom. So you actually go in order of control, option, command, space, command, option, control. So that's very familiar. Your arrow keys are separated out. So they are in their own little island, like you would expect in a keyboard. And you've got, some people call it a six pack. It's really a nine pack because you do have extra keys on the top, but in the middle you do have your page up, your page down, your home, and your end keys. And you do also have a function key on the uh, left-hand side as well. And I find it's just a lot more ergonomical to do things like, for instance, if I have to do a VO Home, for instance, it's a lot easier to do that on this keyboard. So you're probably wondering, okay, well, how do I find out what keys do I have on my machine? So this is where, if, uh, if you're familiar with the voiceover help on the iPhone, then you might be familiar with the concept already, but the Mac has three different levels of help. But I'm going to start by talking about the keyboard help. And you can activate that with VOK. Now, let's say that you do not to know what your VO keys are. Well, there are actually two different ways to do VO key. The standard way of doing the voiceover key and what this is what most old-timey Mac users will tell you to do. This is even what the Mac itself will tell you to do if you have the hints on. That is control option. So 
But there is a much better way of doing VO, in my opinion, and that is the caps lock key. And I realize that I think some people just don't like this because it's too Windows-ish. And I say that because, well, if you use your laptop, JAWS in laptop mode, or if you are an NVDA DA user, you use the caps lock key a lot for your insert key. And... But here you can use the caps lock key as your voiceover key, and it is honestly one less key to press. And uh, hey, who, who doesn't mind pressing less keys? I don't. So when I tell you from here on out, VO, be thinking either control option or caps lock, and you can modify these in the voiceover settings with VO F8. So be thinking about what I just said the VO key is, and um. You've got your function keys at the top. If yours is a newer laptop, then you may actually not have the touch bar for older laptops. Um, older is in like two years older, maybe even one year older. I forget when they took away the touch bar, but um, for the MacBook Pro models, at least, if you are a MacBook Air user, I don't think... No, maybe you do have the touch bar. I honestly... I, I, I get confused nowadays on what models have what and don't because they've made so many little changes. I know for the longest time the Air did not have the touch bar. And I want to say that's still the case. But the touch bar is a strip that, oh, how to describe it? It's completely flat. And it works like using the iPhone touch screen where you double tap some, you double tap the key and It'll do the uh, function of the key. You, most of the time, you might you would do it with like the VO key. So, for instance, VO F8 with a touch bar would be swiping along the touch bar to get to the F8 key, then holding down your VO key and double tapping, like you would in an iPhone touch screen. A lot of people do not like this, and so the workaround is again to use an external keyboard like the one I have, where you can just press your function keys, and it's a normal experience, but you do have that option. So then, of course, the um, so, so with that, that is how you can find out. But if you press the VOK, you can find out what keys do what, because you just press the key and it'll tell you its function. And the help will even tell you if you want to know a voiceover function, hold down the VO key and uh, it'll tell you the voiceover function of that particular key. So VOK gets you in and out of commands help, or escape key will also get you out of commands help. So, or, or keyboard help, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm thinking ahead here. So that is that. Now, the next layer of help we're going to go beyond what the Mac does and how it mimics the iPhone here and talk about commands help. And commands help is probably the most useful thing. So there's actually three levels of help here. I want to backtrack. Um, you've got your keyboard help, and that tells you all the keys and their functions on the keyboard. Then you've got your voiceover help. And this is a good thing to have. And then you have your commands help. 
and they all, as you would imagine, do different things. So I'm going to talk about the voiceover help next. And one of the criticisms about the iPhone is that it does not have a tutorial. So if you get an iPhone, the only way to really know how to do anything, if you're not familiar with it, is the voiceover help where, and look at a manual for all the gestures. The Mac works differently in that they actually do have a voiceover tutorial you can use to really get used to voiceover gestures. I'm going to turn my speech on and I'm going to bring up the command... The, the, the. Let's try this again. I'm going to bring up the voiceover help with VOH. Voiceover help menu. Five items. So I've got five items here. And I will go ahead and show you the keyboard help after this. But um, that one is a lot more self-explanatory. So in here, if I arrow down. User guide control option. Question mark. So I've got, notice it says control option, and uh, that's how it advertises the VO key, but you can also use your caps lock key as a modifier. Commands help, menu control option, H. We'll talk about Hotel, commands H. help in a little bit. Keyboard help control option, K. Sounds help, menu. Sounds help. This is something that is useful for the voiceover in that you can find out what all the different sounds mean. Quick start tutorial control option, FN command, eight. And the quick start tutorial. So basically you're doing a view control. Stop quick start tutorial control option FN command. F8. So if you are on a laptop keyboard, then this is one time when you might want to use the control and option because all your keys are going to be at the bottom anyway. So when it says function eight and you were using a laptop keyboard, that's where you would hold down the function key and you would hit the number eight. And that'll be a lot easier than trying to do the FN key on the touch bar. So I keep forgetting to mention that, but that tells you how little I use the laptop keyboard. Honestly, I am not a big fan of the butterfly keyboards, but nobody is. Um, in fact, Apple got sued over that very keyboard they introduced to the Mac. So what does the user guide look like? Let's actually bring it up. The voiceover quick start. In this quick start, you will learn voiceover basics, as well as important voiceover commands to help you navigate on your Mac and use apps. You can exit the quick start at any time and finish it later. To advance through the quick start panels now, use the arrow keys located to the right of the main keyboard keys. On a portable computer they're located in the bottom right corner of the keyboard. The up arrow and down arrow keys are positioned one above the other with the left arrow and right arrow keys on either side. Now continue to the next panel by pressing the right arrow key. To exit at any time, press the escape key. I trust you all actually heard panel that. Panel 1 of 22. Um, but um, did, you all, did you guys hear that just now? The voiceover giving the instructions? Do yes. I still have an... Yes. Okay, okay. Yeah. A little concerned I lost my audience there. I was like, oh no, I already had uh, one computer issue today. So basically now I can hit my right arrow and um, the voiceover quick start. In this quick start, you practice what you learn. So Many I can quick start right panels include an area where you can use voiceover to practice the commands you just learned about on the panel. The quick, the voiceover modifier. 
You enter voiceover commands by pressing the voiceover modifier and one or more other keys. You can set the voiceover modifier to be the caps lock key or the control and option keys pressed at the same time. By default, you, you can that. use either as the voiceover modifier. You can change the voiceover modifier in voiceover utility. All right, so let's get us out of that um, uh, thing there. So that can be a very useful tutorial to learn how to navigate your Mac. And you can find that through the voiceover help with VOH, or you can do a control VO F8, and that'll just take you directly there. And one of the voiceover changes now with Ventura is it uses Samantha Compact as the standard voice rather than the Alex voice. So if you have an older Mac, then you're going to hear Alex telling you all that, not to Samantha Compact. So that is something to get used to, which uh, I don't mind. So let's go back to the voiceover help. I wanted to show you all the sounds help. Voiceover help menu, five items. User commands, keyboard help, sounds help menu. So we've got a menu here. Sounds help menu, 75 items. And just like Windows, you can right arrow into a menu. You don't have to hit enter or anything like that. And it automatically opens it. I think if I had my verbosity set to uh, high, it would tell me what to do to open it. But I just hit right arrow. And now I'm just going to go down. Actions available. So it's telling me that uh, that low tone is actions available. Animation shaking. Announcement basic alert. Application updated an item. Attachment begin. Attachment end. Auto corrected. Boundary reached. Braille display connected. Braille display disconnected. Braille key memorization failed. Braille key memorization in progress. Braille key memorization succeeded. Character deleted. Collaboration action occurred. And you get an idea. And you'll probably recognize most of these sounds as sounds that you also hear on the iPhone. So it's basically like having an iPhone, but on your computer. I can also hit a letter. 27 items. Animation shaking. Downloading. Drag started. Animation shaking. And it won't. Okay, I thought I could do first letter navigation here. Braille key numbers. Drags. Entering invisible section. Entering visible sec. Help tag available. Item is moving. Okay, so pretty cool. There's a lot of sounds here. Even I couldn't even tell you what they all do. But if I want to know, I can go to this menu and find out. So um, that is how you can find out what a lot of the sounds are. And um, the other thing with the help with the Mac that I want to show you next is the commands help. So um, you know how JAWS will tell you insert F1, F1 twice for help, or insert H for commands list. Well, we don't have an insert H. Like I said, we have a VOH, but we do also have a VOHH, which brings us our commands help. Commands help menu, 15 items. And what the commands help do is it'll help you find any command on the Mac. General, menu, information, menu, navigation, menu, text, menu. So let's go to navigation. Navigate, navigation menu, 48 items. Go down one page control option, page down. Go left a bit control option shift, left arrow. Go left one page control option shift, page up. So you have to get used to the fact that it's telling you control option, but it's giving you all the commands for a particular category. And now the other thing is if you hit enter, it will also execute the command as well. Go right a bit control option shift, right arrow. Go right one page control option shift. Go to beginning control option, home. Go to bottom of window control. Go to desktop control option shift. D, 
So this is a great way, Delta. if you want to find out uh, a command, you can look this up in here. And to go back to the previous menu, left arrow. Command help menu, text, menu, web, menu, find, menu, tables, menu, size and position, menu, audio, menu, braille, menu, visuals, menu, speech, menu, hotspots, menu, keyboard commander, me trackpad commander, menu, trackpad commander, menu. So you can see all the different keyboard categories hot, visuals, here. Let's go braille, to audio, um, size and web, tables. Find, me web, me web menu, 36 items. Always allow keyboard commands to navigate websites. Find next auto web spot control option command. N. Find next button. Find next checkbox. Find next column control option command. Y. Find next frame control option command. F. Find next landmark. On. Switch. So it's, again, like I said, you can, those do not have any actual buttons, but enter would execute that command. So if you wanted to find the next uh, button, for instance, and you just couldn't remember that turning your quick nav on and letting you do B for button or doing a VO command J would do that. So that's how you can find out a lot of your commands is through that commands menu. So that's V-O-H-H. -H. So just a reminder, if you want a keyboard help, which I did not really demo, so let's do that real quick. Well, I'll do that after I remind you of the command. So keyboard help is V-O-K, and that will let you press any key on your keyboard, and it'll tell you its function. V-O-H is your voiceover help, where you can find like the user guide, you can find the uh, tutorial and all that jazz. And then commands help will let you find if a command has a hotkey and will also let you execute the command. And that is V-O-H-H. So if I do V-O-K. Starting keyboard help. Type keys to hear their names. Hold down the voiceover keys while typing to hear voiceover commands. Press the escape key at the top left corner of the keyboard to stop help. G. H, J, so you can hear R, letters. space, shift, control, command, option, space, option, control, control. I can also go over here to my laptop and touch something on the touch bar. ESC button, four. ESC button. Escape, stopping keyboard help. Okay, that actually did not work out as well as I thought it would, but... Um... I got myself out of keyboard help, which suits me just fine. I do not use the touch bar, like I said, myself, so. On, switch. Um, anyway, so that's how that works. Okay, so now that I've given you an idea of that, some other things I want to talk about that key commands that you really might want to remember. So... Let's start with the menu bar. One of the things you're going to find in most applications is that they have a menu bar. This is not always the case, but um, you'll definitely find it in uh, like all your default Mac apps and stuff like that. Club Deck is one example of an app that doesn't really have a menu bar that you do much with. Um, but in fact, you'll find it more than you'll find pre app preferences. So... Um, it's good to know. And so whenever somebody says menu bar, they are saying VOM. So that again is your VO key is either caps lock or control option. But menu bar is VOM. And again, if you come from a Windows background, you are familiar with the menu bar. At least you should be. And it really works the same way on the Mac. You right arrow through your menus, you down arrow into the menu 
And I would say that other than the fact that you're using VOM rather than Alt, it works pretty much the same way. The difference is that the Mac has an extra menu most of the time where you've got the system menu for the Mac itself, such as restarting, shutting down, things like that. The next one, and this is a really important one to remember too, is on Windows, it's called the context menu. And on Mac, this is what we would call your menu extras. So menu extras is the equivalent to the context menu over on the Windows side. And also on the iPhone, you do also have a context menu as well. And um, that is with a double tap and hold or a one finger double tap and hold or a one finger triple tap. On the Mac, I'm sorry, Android users, I do not know your equivalent of the menu bar, but or the, the context menu. But on the Mac, to get to menu extras, this is, or the context menu, rather. I'm thinking of the wrong thing. I, okay, I had a weird day today. Let's backtrack that last one. Okay, because menu extras is not the same as the context menu. We do have a context menu on the Mac, though. And that is VO Shift M. So, and it's the same context where you might bring it up on the windows to find controls for something or whatever that are hidden. And it's probably the best way to describe the context menu. And so that is VO Shift M. So VO M is your menu bar. VO Shift M is your context menu. And... I, in fact, I will show you where you might use a the menu bar for instance. So let's go to Open. the Finder. Find, finder. Dropbox window. And we're going to go to a show Personal that I musical. produce. List, one item selected, F53, folder. So right now I'm in a folder. Word from our sponsor, 240. So if I want to just see the, my Finder, my menus in Finder, I can do a VOM. Menu bar, Apple. So the first thing I'm presented with is with the Apple menu. And if I was to down arrow in here. Apple menu. About this Mac system set app store ellip recent items force quit ellipsis sleep restart ellip shut down ellipsis. And so I've got lock screen command log out Herbert Allen about this Mac options that pertain to the Mac. And if I was to right arrow finder menu file menu edit menu view go menu window menu. So you can see I've got the different menu options in available there. offline. So the context menu why would I need a context menu? Well, let's go to file here and I'm going to do my VO shift M on the file menu open open with sub menu move to trash get info rename compress M M M F 53 VO one Herbie and Nick MP duplicate make alias quick look M M M F copy M M M F 50 share ellipsis tags interact quick actions sub menu share ellipsis get feedback and replay. Send a copy ellipsis, copy Dropbox link, version history, view on Dropbox.com, view comments, make online only, services, open, open with, move to trash. So you M can M see that I've got options in my context menu that are not going to show up just by me looking at the file name. And so, and since I also have my finder opening in Dropbox, I have some additional Dropbox options that you may not have. But again, it's exactly like Windows, if you're familiar with that platform, why you would use a context menu. And now let's talk about menu extras. Yes, I promise we will talk about menu extras for real this time. The Windows equivalent is the system tray. And 
with the mech, what really confuses people now is we have menu extras and we have the control center and they do different things completely. And the menu extras is the, like I said, the, the full equivalent of the system tray. So let's do, and you get to that with VOMM. So remember VOM is your menu bar. VO shift M is your context menu, and then VOMM are your menu extras. And so if I go to my menu extras, status menus, zoom us, status, and I can go to the top, zoom us, status menu. So zoom is in my context menu here or system tray. Google Drive, status menu, OneDrive, personal status menu, Dropbox 165.4.4300 up to date, Rocket, status menu, front end agent, status menu, focus, status menu, accessibility shortcuts, 26%, sound, status, Bluetooth, status menu, 100%, charging, battery, Wi-Fi, connected, Herbie, status menu, search, sp control center, Siri, Siri status menu. And notice my control center actually is in the context menu. So why would I use can menu extras over the control center for Finder. something? And I'll get to the control center and all that in just a second. So the menu extras, again, it brings you to menus within menus. So if I want to change Wi-Fi networks, for instance, I would find that easiest to do in the menu extras. And we've had the menu extras in the Mac for, well, I don't know if it's always been there or if that's, but it's definitely been there since I started using the Mac. But like the iPhone, and now I'm going to, so, you know, I've been talking about, thank you, voiceover. I've been talking about how Windows and Mac have their similarities. Well, there are some concepts that you will recognize from the iPhone as well with the Mac. And since the Big Sur, we now have the Control Center and Notification Center. So your Control Center, you get to... Notification Center. With VO Shift O. Application. Thank you. Control Center System Dialog. Zoom us and Club Deck. So here it'll tell you what things are active. Wi-Fi. Select a toggle button. And notice it's saying Wi-Fi selected. If I was to VO space on that, that would turn off Wi-Fi. I can also get into the actions menu, which I'll talk about in a second. Mac Club button. Mic mode. Toggle button. Mac Club, that's just telling me the focus status that it has. Bluetooth. Select a toggle button. Airdrop. Select a toggle button. Stage manager. Toggle button. Screen mirroring. Toggle display. Finder. So like the iPhone, there's toggles here that you can turn on and off. 53 and the notification center, and a lot of people who even uh, still don't know about this thing aspect of the Mac, but to in their defense, it is rather new because it used to be you would do VON to get to notifications, but now you do a VOO notification center window, notification. and you have the notification center, and if you VO right, edit widgets button, a widget center, button. which I do not do anything with. Scroll area. So, another voiceover command I Under, want you, I think you all should know is the actions menu. Because this is another thing to try. Let's say if something is not making sense, and uh, like, and you'll definitely use this in the notification center, for instance, where um, you need to clear out notifications. And the actions menu is command VO space. So let's see if I actually have anything in the notification center. In edit which notifications list. I in do. notifications list messages. Four meters ago, three B Roy. Hello Herbie. When you do a command C and a command B, how does it know what portion of the track to copy? 
Does it just copy the entire track or do you have to put a pointer? Okay, I gotta explain Elmaday's Pro to somebody, which I'll get to in a minute. So I want to clear out this notification. So the normal ways you might think of to do this, the context menu, command delete, they really don't work here. But this is one area where the actions, uh, VO actions menu does with the VO command space. Actions menu for items. So in this actions menu, now I can see close. my options. Show more. Marcus Reed. Press. By arrowing down. Press. Mark show close. And then I can view space on the option that I want. In this case, I want close. Close messages. Club deck. Stacked. 45 meters ago. And now I can get actions rid of menu. my club Two deck items. notifications. Clear all. Clear all club news. The same For way. 100 hours. And so you'll CNN. recognize Super these actions type of menu. notifications close. Close from like the iPhone. Actions menu. Close. Close drop box. One drive. 12. Nine. So. 18. All right, I can clear out the rest of these later, but that is the context where I might use the actions rotor, actions menu. It's not one that you often use, but it occasionally you do need it. All right, I realize that this is probably a lot to take in, so I'm just going to focus on one more thing for now, and then we'll see if we have any questions, because... One of the things that can really be confusing is when do you interact, when do you enter on something, and how do you know what to do? Sometimes it's trial and error, but most of the time you can make a good guess. So most of the time with the Mac, some, you can either do one of two things depending on the action, enter or VO space. VO space is universal, it's always going to work. Enter. Sometimes it does, sometimes it doesn't. I'm not going to go into all the nuances of that. So the important one to know is to do VO space. So if you are dealing with something that is a button, for instance, or, you know, something like that, you would VO space on it. Or, but, and how to know when to interact? Well, most of the time when you interact with something, it's because it is a list or a frame. And, and those are the top two things I can think of. If anybody else has any pointers they'd like to give on um, when to know how to interact. But most of the time, if you see something is a list or a frame, those are good indicators that you're going to need to interact. And that you interact with VO shift down arrow and you uninteract with VO shift up. And what that does is that just expands and brings into focus a group of items within a context. So I showed you all, for instance, the Zoom app a couple weeks ago where I interacted with the scroll area. There's a third thing that I interact with right there to show me the options within a uh, category. Um, but otherwise, so there's that's usually the context where you're going to interact with something. Otherwise, um, it's, you know, VO space to activate it. And I'm not even sure if I just have an exact science for it, or if I've just used things for so long that I just automatically know what to do. So on that note, I'm going to pause here. And why don't we see if there are Loop back. any questions? I'm going to get my voiceover out of the thing. And um, before I get to questions, I'm going to 
just real briefly call on Chanel. Is there anything that you wanted to expand upon that I've talked about so far? And you're muted. Okay, Herbie, who are you looking for? I'm sorry. Chanel, hold on. Chanel's having some kind of mic issue, guys. So guess, uh... Okay, I should be muted. Yep. I was, okay, no, but I, I can't really think of anything, but it's only been half going on in the back of my head. So, yeah, um, you probably did a good job. Probably, okay. Well, on that note, then, let's open it up to questions, and let's start things off in Zoom. There are no, let me make sure. Yeah, there are no questions at this time. No hands raised. No questions. All right. And how about over on Clubhouse? In Clubhouse, we have Janet White. Janet. Um. Hey, Herbie. Um. The extras menu is. Um. Sierra has it. Sierra has the actions. Uh, extras. The, the menu ex- extras. Menu okay. extras menu. Oh, good. I'm not surprised. Um, that. Uh, no, I thought I'd let you know since you didn't really know, so now you know. All right. Okay. Well, we at least know it goes back as far. I, I imagine that's been with the Mac for a long time, though, the menu extras, because that's kind of an essential aspect. But uh, I, my, my uh, Mac usage only goes back to Mojave. And the one thing I really miss about Mojave more than anything else is how simple it was to spell M O H A V E Mojave. I mean, doesn't get any better than that. Uh, that's M O J A V E. Was it? Yes. Okay. Well, for some reason, I thought it was an H, but I only had it for like a couple months. So, and 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 it and Gmail did not get along. So let's. I was glad to move on on up to. Uh, I think Monterey was next. So. All right. Well, thank you for that, Janet. All right. Let's go back over to Zoom. Yes, there is one question here. All right. There's uh, Deb Cook-Lewis. Deb. Hello. So a um, couple of things. My um, my MacBook Air uh, second or Millennium 2 M2 chip machine uh, does not have a touchpad. I mean, a, a, a touch bar. It has function keys. But they told me that if I bought any of the current MacBook Pros um, with the M2, that it would have had um, would have a touch bar. So that's the current that's right. the current layout. Um, the second thing, though, that I actually wanted to ask, and this sort of relates a little bit to the discussion of the interacting versus um, versus the um, VO spacebar thing. And that is, what is a groove? Because when I had a Mac before, we didn't have grooves. Um, and, and they do now. And I've noticed that sometimes in a, in a groove, even when it's a groove with a button, sometimes I've had to interact with it. Although you would assume that if there's just a lowly button, like the unmute mic button or something, in that case, you do VO space on it if you're not using the keyboard command. But but um, but sometimes I, I've noticed that these grooves seem to change the performance of what of what you would expect with interacting versus um, just activating. So I just think it just has to do with the way something is formatted. Like, is there any particular okay. area? 
Well, they're all over. I mean, like even right. the desktop, it says it's an empty groove. I don't have anything on my desktop. So it says it's right. an empty groove. But are there, I don't understand, are there scenarios where it's going to create more grooves on your desktop or does it matter? Or is it just visual? And I guess that also relates to another question that I have, which I hope is basic enough for this class. I mean, there are those uh, scroll bars and things all over the screen um, and, and that you can change the size of things. And we should never really actually have to do that, right? I mean, no. is there any really big reason why we would? Uh, for visual users, possibly, you know. Oh, I'm of, sure they would yeah. want to. They seem to want to all the time. But, but I'm talking about no. in terms um, of using so, uh, No, no, for, for voiceover, no. Um, okay. We should not have to change the size of anything. And I, I'm fine with complicated questions, too, by the way. Unless you're asking something about, like, homebrew, then we're going to have a problems. But no, the font size, I've, I've never known that to affect the functioning of voiceover. Um, grooves, like, I haven't seen that on the desktop, and I, you know... Yeah, like my desk, my 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 desktop says desktop empty groove, and then I can actually interact inside of it, and it, and it's still empty, but you know, but I mean, right. I can perform the function, and it doesn't tell me that it's a non-function. It, it, right. It, you know, yeah. That so, is interesting. My I... old Mac never had any grooves. You know, I my mac i had in 2016 didn't have any grooves so i you know i'm a kid of the 60s so i'm happy to have a groove but yeah um, yeah but but i don't know what it's doing in my mac or well we mac. should ask the young rascals if they have any uh, thoughts on this there you but, go uh, there you go yeah um exactly. yeah. i i you know i wonder if this is a an m2 thing because i have never seen grooves on my desktop oh, it's okay uh, or not one thing. Anyway, um, it's, it's really, it hasn't it, mattered about anything. Right. Changing anything. Um, you know, and then the other thing I've thought about disabling, because I don't think it serves any purpose for us either, but you might tell me differently, is the mission control. No, it does not serve any purpose. And, and if I could get rid of those keystrokes, it wouldn't accidentally sometimes go in there. And yes. It, it makes a great sound when it does. Yeah, it does, doesn't it? Yeah, and you can press escape to get out of it, but if we're not actually going to use it, I mean, I'm not like diligently wanting to get rid of things, but that yeah. one in particular, I keep accidentally hitting something and getting in there. And, so um, mission control and stage manager are two things that I don't think we'd ever use as voiceover users. Um, yeah. I know some people do have tried stage manager. Um I'm not one of them because, um, you know, I'm, command tab works well for me. And you can also find out uh, with the VOF1, you know, what windows you have open. Yeah. Yeah. So um, those are two things that, no, I don't think we'd ever use as voiceover users. And that's not what I would teach people how to use. Um, yeah. So, yeah, you, you, you can definitely get rid of mission control. If you know of a way to get I'm rid of it. To, then... Yeah, I'm going to get rid of it because it drives me really crazy. <laughs> yeah okay thank you but but i do agree with you it makes a cool sound it, it's such a great sound it's like oh we're playing games now you know yep but it then but then you know it used to sort of wreck up my stuff, yes so I, I, you know i'm like no i i need to not have that happen yeah. definitely all right thank you all right you're welcome all right so diane do we have somebody over on we the have clubhouse? two all right we have two in clubhouse 
Uh, first one is Daniel Martin. Daniel. Well, I, before we get done, you know, since we're talking about the 60s here, you know, all I can say is we had one in Zoom and we had two, but two can be as bad as one. So we'll see how this works out. Okay, go ahead, Daniel. <laughs> You'll need to uh, hit your unmute button. Uh, it'll say select. select. Unmute. Oh, I know he knows how. He's done this before. Otherwise, I will be forced to start singing the song, Daniel. Otherwise, we can we can go on to the next one. Yep, and we do have one in Zoom after Clubhouse is done, too. All right, well, let's go on to the next one in Clubhouse, then. Mr. Martin, I know you know how to find that sparkling unmute button, and uh, we'll come back to you. So who's next on Clubhouse? Next is Brad Snyder. Brad! And uh, let me guess, you, you have an answer for Deb's question on grooves. Uh -oh. You'll need to unmute also, Brad. They are on stage. Uh, Brad, make sure you're also not muted on the mixer side. Um, is, uh, yeah, all right. Well, How um, about that? that's Can much I better. Am? Oh, there we go. I think we yeah, got well, you now, Brad. I think I've done that once or twice. Anyway, yeah. I wondered about <laughs> Deb. Sure, she's not hearing group, not groove. Well, she is a child of the '60s, so you can never be too sure. Yeah, I realize that, but uh, I'm just thinking empty group, not empty groove. Um, and the other thing, um, she was talking about was it Mission Control? Um, uh, there's two of them. There's Mission Control and there's Apex. Center stage is the other one you're thinking. I have always found they're accessible, but they're more trouble than they're worth. If you go into uh, system preferences under or system settings, if you're using Ventura, you will find um, keep uh, a button for keyboard shortcuts under the keyboard tab. Uh, and you can disable um, the keyboard commands that will enable that will, you know, trigger mission control or app expose. You, there's also under the trackpad, there's the trackpad gestures that that also trigger those, and you can do the same with those, disable those. Excellent. And then they'll, like, they're not even there. All right. Well, groove or groups, like, my, I have actually a couple things on my desktop, so... Um, because it's uh, I, I use it for a couple of little shortcuts that's just easier to get to than whatever. But uh, I was wondering the same thing, too, if it was the same group. But, you know, again, there could be some groovy thing with the M1 Max that I don't know about. So. No, I, I, I'm, my, my, I suspect the word is group, not groove. All right. I don't know. It depends on what voice you're using. What I don't know. Yep. I find Ventura says things weird. I've been listening, using a Mac now for 10 years, and suddenly Ventura is pronouncing things differently. So, All right. Well, that sounds... my guess. Yep. All right. Well, very good, Brad. All right. Let's go back over into Zoom. Okay. We have Merle. Merle. All right. Mr. Merle Haggard there. Yeah. Well, I don't know about that, but uh, I just want to know, is there a key, key stroke that you can use when you're like, if you're in messages to go from the people that, that have sent messages for you to go up and down? Because I can't go up and down in that 
and, you know, I can get to the message, but I can't go up and down. And is there a, a keystroke for that? Unfortunately, there really isn't, but they, they really kind of changed the interface with how the um, stuff really works with messages. Now, what you can do is there are some groupings you can now do, like you can have, you can switch it to a mode for like unknown senders and stuff like that. But um, no, you really have to, with, with messages, you can't, you, you do have to interact with the one table, find the conversation you want, select it, and then uninteract. You can try VOJ, it's not the most reliable, but um, yeah, it's, it, it it it's not that straightforward, unfortunately. Yeah, because it won't let me arrow up and down in in the list. I can have one highlighted, but it won't arrow down to the next one. No, it doesn't work like that. Okay, so how do you go from give... how do you go oh, from one to the other then? So you have to interact with the table of conversations, and then select the one you want with VO space. And then in my case, I have to up arrow. Um, some people are not having this bug, though, so you might just be fine with selecting. Um, and then you can uninteract and then via write to the um, messages collection and interact with that. And then yeah, VO I... end will get you to the bottom most message. Okay. Thank you. You're welcome. Shall we try uh, Daniel Martin? Yes. One more time. Hello. Hello. How are you? <clears throat> Excuse me. How are you doing? Good. Well, I've got a whole bunch of questions, but I know you don't have time, so I'll ask, like, if I may, two uh, real easy ones. I think. All right. The first one is: uh, ever since Ventura, it's like almost totally derailed my. Uh, my MacBook Air, I, it's just—it's almost unusable. It's still usable, but so anyway. So I decided I would switch to my Mac Mini, which I don't use that much at all, and I have locked myself out. Um, I've done this before, and I got back in, and I'm pretty sure there's like a key combination or something that you use that lets you back in, and I. Just hoping somebody knew that or knew how to do it. So I think you're somehow locking the screen. That's what it's so like. You lock yourself out of the Mac and then you get back in. And um, I don't know that there is an easy way to just get because I don't normally lock the screen. Um, but pressing any key should get you back into where it asks you for your password, and then you type it in, and that should get you back to where you were. Yeah, it, it tells me I'm locked out of my account, or account locked, or something like that. So it's so, locking you out of your account, or just the Mac? The account. That's so, what it said. I, you know, maybe one thing to really do, and I don't like to advocate for this too much, I would really take a look at your password. And make sure you have one that is complex enough that it's not easy to hack, but easy enough for you to type in. Because if you're locking yourself out of the account, 
then that's usually because of too many bad password attempts. Right. So I would really take a look at your password and make sure that you have one that you can easily write down because I think what's happening is the password does not give you, of course, the keyboard feedback. And I think what happens is you think you're pressing one key on your keyboard when you're pressing another. The other thing you could do is make sure your characters are off. They're not repeating anything and write down your password in a text file, but don't save it. And you want no feedback whatsoever. And then you could really read it back through and see if there's any key where you're messing up, like where you think you're typing, let's say, an H, but you're really typing in a G. Mm. And that might help you too. But if you, I, I think you're having a, a keyboard placement issue is what it sounds like to me. Yeah, I think I am too. And part of it is on uh, the Mac Mini, I've got uh, the Magic Keyboard. Yep. One of the characters is a one, and I think I thought that the one was the second, to, well, second to the right from the left. And I think maybe it's on the second row, it's the first key. Nope, it is the second key. So you have, on your second row, you have your Grav key and then the number one. Well, real quick, uh, just wanted to ask another one about your demo. Yep. And that was, I noticed, when you went into Menu Extras uh, and you arrowed down, you had Google Drive and OneDrive. Yep. And I was wondering how that happens. Do you Is that because you attach them? When they you, show by default, they are supposed to show up in your Menu Extras. Um, so once you download them, um, they should be there by default. Okay. So you, okay. So you download, okay. So once you download the apps, then Just they should... Just letting you know that there is six minutes left. Okay, perfect. So once you download the apps, um, then they should already be there. Okay, thanks. All right, so before you go back to the audience, do we have anybody else on either platform? We have one in Zoom. All right. Sorry, Daniel, we'll have to get rid of you, but uh, no. Um, all right, Zoom, then. Who is our next victim? I mean, uh... <laughs> uh, 208 number, or 201 number ending in 406. Lisa G! All right. Boy, Herbie, you're amazing how you remember these things. <laughs> well, it Hi. helps that you're um, the only 201 number that calls in, so uh, it's some oh, of really? these numbers oh, that okay. start with five. That gets where I really get confused. Anyway. <laughs> um. I, I heard you say something. I'm just wondering because um, I'm still working with my new Mac. I just got, I'm just starting iMovie, um, working with that. Uh, and you said, like, when you were talking to the other gentleman about um, his password, are you talking about the password to access the iMac? All right. So I think this is something I really need to talk about next time with some of the internal operations of the Mac. So with the Mac, you've got, like your iPhone, you can have two different passwords. Um, there's a password that you can use to log into your Mac, and that is different than your iTunes password. Yeah, yeah. And so... so when you, was he talking about his iMac or his iTunes and his Apple ID? I honestly, without actually being there and hearing him in person, I'm thinking 
My guess is he's talking about his Mac password, but I honestly, I'm I'm not completely sure. Um, but I have a question about. Well, I have a question about the Mac password. Well, go ahead. Please. Go ahead. Because I w- I was told years ago I had you know I had another Mac for eleven years and I only pressed the space bar once to get in, and it was great. I could get in. So now they said you have to have four characters so you can make it the same. When you were talking about hack, were you talking about like could somebody, if you know, I have, I live alone and nobody's gonna, you know, and right. actually I'm gonna be selling my apartment and people are gonna be coming in looking at my apartment. But um, you know, like do I have to be worried about that somebody could hack my iMac? Okay, great. That is a very good question. Um. I truly don't know if they can be hacked into from the outside. Like, can somebody get into your router and try to get into your Mac that way? Yeah. I really don't know for sure if that can be. I don't. I want to say it cannot, but that would be a really good question for somebody that actually knows a little bit more about that. Now... Where it is more concerning is sort of like, say if you have a laptop and you take it with you, you definitely want a stronger password then because what if you accidentally leave your laptop behind and somebody is not honest and they want to get into your stuff? Um, The other concern that people do have, and I'm not saying that this should be a concern for this country, but... You do have a situation like, you know, if you're worried about the strong passwords for your computer and phone are more for like people like either hackers or law enforcement that are going to get want to get into your computer. And I think that's pretty much what those passwords is all they protect against. And so if you're living alone and you're not worried about somebody getting access to your computer, then maybe you don't need as strong of a password. But if you're going to your local Starbucks every day with your laptop, then I would definitely say have a stronger login password because if somebody does accidentally take your computer or you accidentally leave it behind or whatever, then it makes it that much harder for them to get into and your stuff is still protected. Good point. Good point. Thank you, Herb. Appreciate it. Really you're appreciate your, your call. Yep. Um, I don't know much about outside hacking or anything like that. If anybody does, I'd love to know your thoughts on uh, whether somebody's Mac could be activated. But another thing that I turn on because I use a password anyway is File Vault. And what that does is it makes your files encrypted. So that way somebody can't just take out the hard drive on your Mac, plug it into another unit and access the files. They need the actual login password to get to them um maybe you can only... mention that in the, you know next week or something because i would be interested in the, the file vault but i know we don't have time okay so i think we'll i'll, I'll figure out so some things i know i want to talk about like i want to talk about apps like the different kind of apps for your mac i want to talk i'll talk about things like file vault passwords you know like your and then the differences between like your account password versus your Mac password. So um, I think next time I'm going to talk a little bit, I think we'll call this getting started with your Mac part two, what to expect and understand when you get the thing out of the box. That's a good idea. 
on that note, guys, we've got to run. I want to thank everybody, um, Angela for hosting in Zoom, Diane for hosting in Clubhouse, uh, Belinda for streaming, and all of you for coming.